Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jacob from Unlimited Fitness in Murphy and North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Jacob. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you here in front of me. This is going to be a really fun conversation. But before we really dive into the business side of this conversation, I would love to hear a little bit about your story. What was it that led to you ultimately becoming a fitness business owner? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really kind of a, a long story. I'll try to keep it as, as brief as possible. But I mean, I uh, I went to college to be to go into business. It was kind of always my my dream to kind of own my own business. Uh, I watched my my dad do it, and so it was kind of something I just felt like I really wanted to do as well. Um, I get in college, and I nearly I nearly flunk out, and a, a buddy of mine actually introduced me to working out. Like I, I mean, you know, I've I've been I played baseball and stuff like that in high school, but never really got into the gym side of it. And he kind of introduced me to it, and I mean, by the end of the year, I was all about working out. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, drove my family crazy because that's when it, if I had free time, that's what I wanted to be doing. And so I graduate college and uh, go to work. Uh, there was a few struggles here and there that that uh, the job that I had was going through. And so I actually approached my dad about uh, going into a, a gym with me. And so we looked around to a few places, landed in Murphy, North Carolina and and put in a 24 hour gym. Heck yeah, I love it. Cool story. And so you opened up this family gym, right? So mm-hmm. for our listeners, just give us your elevator pitch. All gyms are different. Everybody does stuff differently. So paint a picture, I guess, for us. You know, who are you guys? What kind of services do you, pro- you provide kind of the whole night? Okay, so we're a 24-hour gym and... uh we're we're now in a much larger facility like I, I think about I think about pitching the gym and I still think about the the smaller gym that we were kind of in uh but we we focus um a lot on the on the on the free weight side and the machine side um as well as the cardio and, and in the past haven't really uh put a whole lot of focus into like personal training or um or classes or anything such as that, and kind of let people kind of do things uh, on their own. And we felt like it was our job to just kind of provide uh, the best equipment that we could possibly get for them to allow them to get a a great workout in. Um, And so flexibility was always a big thing that we kind of want to provide, especially in the area that we're in. There's a lot of places, um, a lot of places of business around us that are 24 hours. And so we were actually the first 24 hour gym in that area. And so uh, at other gyms, things got very, very crowded, very late in the evening because there was only certain times that people could really work out. And so we introduced a lot of flexibility uh, to, for people's schedule. Um, and we, we put a really big focus because we're a family business on, on the, like that really friendly uh, environment. We, we're a family business. And we really made a focus to make other people kind of feel like they were part of a family there. Uh, when you come in, mom's right there to greet you. Mom's, uh, it's, it's, it's really apparent. Mom becomes everyone's mom around there. Whenever like, people, people stop and talk to mom all the time. 
she's heard more stories than than I could ever even imagine, I'm sure. So that's that's kind of our big pitch. We we try to make sure uh, we have a I, ever I say every gym member or every gym owner is very biased and 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 they love their members and stuff like that. I believe we have the best members in the world. And I've always felt like that kind of starts from the top down, right? Like that starts with that starts with the management, that starts with the owners and 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 us uh, greeting people when they walk through the door. Uh, when they leave, we tell them bye. Um, I'm 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 right in there with them. I work out with them every single day, you know. So uh, that's that's kind of our big pitch is is the the atmosphere there is is just to me second to none. I love that. I think, um, like you said, it starts from the top up. So if you have that right mindset, and you guys want this to be like a family friendly place. Like, yeah, it comes from the management and like goes down into the employees. I'm glad that, you know, you guys have, have instilled that in your members, in your community. Um, and so, you know, you, you busting up there and I want to just touch on it. You said that you haven't put a lot of focus on personal training or group training and things like that. because You wanted to kind of provide the best possible equipment um, for people to see success. So that's where you've spent a lot of time focusing. Right? And I think that that's good, but ultimately what people need in order to be successful is more resources. So we could buy the newest, latest equipment and it's not necessarily going to be the thing that moves the needle for them. What moves the needle for them is, you know, having a person around to help them train or having a group class because not everybody can be successful working out on their own. I know that I can't. Um, and um, maybe nutrition support, things like that. So for you guys, where are you at in terms of, you know, making personal training and group training, all those things a part of what you're currently doing at Unlimited Fitness? So, uh, like I said, we just literally moved like two and a half months ago into this brand new facility and, and it's incredible. Uh, we were in a 4,000 square foot facility where my workout area was 2,800 square foot. And so now we've moved into a new 10,000 square square foot building where the freeway area alone is bigger than my entire previous gym. Right. And <laughs> so we're bringing in a lot more people right now. And we're seeing uh, a lot more people ask for personal training, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we're so there are people that I knew that were members of the gym that were actually certified to personal train. So we're starting to work with them a little bit, uh, trying to push their name out there uh, to help these people. And we're actually next week actually just starting our first classes uh, for the gym. So it's going to be a yoga class uh and and we're I mean, we're super excited it, I, we feel like that was one niche that we never were able to tap into and it wasn't for um like lack of desire like we didn't want to do classes it was just kind of we didn't have the space for it and now that we do it's kind of become the forefront like i've always had i've had the good uh free weight equipment i've had the good uh pen select machines and stuff like that but this is something that we feel like we've always been lacking and and we're super excited to start pushing uh, the classes that are available. Yeah, definitely. And I think that like, there's a need for classes, there's a need for personal training, no matter what market you're in. Because if Sally down the street wants to lose 20 pounds, she's going to come into the gym on her own, walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes for like two weeks, and then feel discouraged because she's not seeing results. People yes. don't know how to work out unless they have somebody showing them or telling 
them what to do. So that's the best thing that we can do for our clients, no matter what market what kind of we're in, is provide them like the resources, like, hey, this is how you do this. And then mm -hmm. they're going to see success. They're going to see success. They're going to stick around for a long time. That's more revenue for our business. And then they're also going to refer people, which is, again, more revenue for our business. If they trust us and they see results in our space, is the best thing for us because we're going to grow. So my question to you now would be, you're currently at how many members in the space? Uh, we're hovering around 400, 450, something like that. Awesome. So hypothetically, your 10,000 square foot facility, how many people are you hoping to fit in? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's whole county if I could. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we think we think that we could easily easily fit 800 to a thousand people in there. And, and like I said, the area that we're in, it's, it's a lot of shift work. There's a lot of uh, people working around the clock. And so the typical times that you see at most gyms, I know when, when I worked out at gyms close to home, it was five o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, it was going to get slammed. You can just bet on it. And, mm -hmm. and here it's a little different because people aren't, aren't, everyone isn't getting off just at this time. It's, it's around the clock. So I think we actually have, the availability with, with the space that we have to actually have a lot more people without it tending to get crowded. Yeah. I think that the fact that you are 24 seven definitely does give you that advantage because you are able to reach that population of shift workers versus firefighters, police officers that can't come during the normal, like 5.00 AM to 10 PM time period. Right. Yes. Um, yes. And so that's great for you guys. Um, and definitely probably helps with those busier common times. Yes. Um, so what are you guys actively doing right now to aid growth process to hopefully get to 800 to 1,000 members one day? One thing that we're really starting to focus, focus on more is, is our marketing. Um, with the smaller gym, uh, we still had, a, like, you know, even pre-pandemic, we still had around 400 members even in that smaller uh, facility now that facility would get crowded from time to time it's it's a lot smaller um and we actually didn't put a lot of focus on the marketing side of it because we didn't want to get that stigma of the small gym that's overcrowded and stuff like that and actually end up pushing people away and so now we're we're starting to focus a lot more on on the facebook side and on the google side and and uh those kind of things word of mouth's been huge for us i know that's huge for everybody um but really really focusing in on on getting our name out there on the on on social media yeah i think is something that we're going to start pushing a lot to try to get ourselves to to those that 800 members your mindset is on point jacob because you realize that word of mouth is good right but mm -hmm. you know that it's not enough and that's something that's missing for a lot of people they think that word of mouth is going to get them to a thousand members and like maybe in 10 years it might, but right. not in a, you know, a decent amount of time here. And so when we look at measurable growth, we have to look outside of word of mouth. We can't count on word of mouth. We don't know how many clients we're going to get each month through word of mouth, but a way that we can measure our growth is through social media, because right now that's huge in our world. So you said you've been spending more time in those areas, Facebook, Google, so what is your advertisement space like on Facebook? What are you guys currently doing? Have you seen a return on investment yet? Is it something that you're still figuring out? Talk to us about that experience. Um, so in the past, like I said, we because we didn't have the space to do um, 
a lot of classes or anything like that. And we didn't, weren't really able to focus as much on the personal training because we didn't, the clientele that we had really wasn't asking for it. Quite honestly, we didn't really put a lot of focus into it. We put a lot of focus into the equipment that we were bringing in and, and, and that kind of thing. Now we're starting to push more, um, letting people know about, about the classes, especially, um, and, and the, the revamped, um, gym space that we have and all the amenities that we're able to provide now. Um, we did, uh, some paid ads and, and those kinds of things. And we've seen, we've, we've seen growth from them, um, it, I'll, I'll be really honest with you it wasn't huge you know but it was noticeable like you could see right. after we had we had ran certain certain ads you could see upticks in in uh memberships uh, a lot of things honestly that we've done in the past we haven't been able to do lately is is um uh, the certain businesses around us would do stuff like health days right and so they would invite us in and we would get to talk with their employees like face to face. And instead of actually having them come to us, we got the chance to kind of go to them and make our pitch. And those kind of things um, to me have been, have been the most lucrative as far as bringing people into the gym. Yeah. Cause you don't have to worry about them coming to you. You just get to get, go straight to them. Yeah. And I like those types of things because it's good relationship builder, but also like, it's taking up time for you. Like, hours of your day to go yes. out and do this and so it's not realistic to do that all the time not all the time running no. a business right uh, but i mean that guerrilla marketing aspect down to your community it's good. um and you should be doing those things some of the time um and so i kind of want to go back to the ad thing um why do you think that like that wasn't super you didn't get a super high return on investment from that what do you think caused that uh, I think, as I said before, I, I feel like our big selling point is, is the atmosphere really like right. we, we push, we push, we push our equipment. Cause I feel like that's going to get you to come into the door. Cause I can tell you about how great the atmosphere is, but until you get in, you don't really see it. Right. right. And so, um, whenever, if I can get you in the door and you can see the inviting atmosphere that we have, not just with, with management, but also with our members, right. Uh, then I've got you hooked, but I can't, you, you put that out on Facebook and you talk about how great your environment is. Well, everyone's going to say that. Right. So I've, yeah. I've pushed a lot about, about our equipment and, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it just didn't resonate well with, with the people in the area. Yeah. And I think that, you know, props to you guys for having great equipment in your space, but I am somebody just like, from my experience, I was a competitive cheerleader. Um, that was my past, right? I spent a lot of time cheerleading and, and, and I love that, that side of fitness, right? But if I saw an advertisement on Facebook, a picture of a gym with some really nice equipment that wouldn't be enough to pull me in right yep. and you just have to think that there's a lot of people out there who probably have never been in the gym like this. maybe they were an athlete growing up or maybe their parents worked out and they want to lose some weight but they don't know where to go I feel like a picture of the gym and the equipment that's not going to pull them in but what will pull people in is the idea of results so like yes. can you like what can you put out there showing that, hey, you know, we have X 
client coming to our service and you know they've seen these results you can too or hey come into our gym and gain two percent muscle mass into whatever it is no no you're right but things like that that's gonna pull people in it's not a picture of your gym you can have the nicest looking gym in north carolina but like if somebody's not Googling your gym, that's not going to be enough to pull them in. If they're not looking for a gym specifically, that won't pull them in. So it's just a matter of how do you reach those people that aren't Googling gyms near me? Because exactly. there's a lot of people that could benefit from your services especially now that you're going to be offering PT, you're going to be offering group classes. There's definitely people that can benefit from those things that might not be looking. Yes. Um, and so I'm excited to see, you know, now that we've had this conversation, what ideas can stem from this for you mm-hmm. and how you can make that digital advertising piece more worth it. Because I think yes. for most of us, we are not marketing experts. We are fitness experts. And so when we go out and we market on Facebook, on Instagram, most of us don't see a return on investment over there um, because we don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. And so I'm excited to see how you're able to make that a piece of your business that helps you grow. Um, but kind of move on from there, Jacob. I kind of want to change the topic here and do a little 180. Um, for you guys, you know, I know that you recently transitioned into a new space. So your answer here might be a little bit different than some, some people that I've had on the show in the past. But you know, what's a bottleneck or a challenge that you guys have faced or maybe that you're currently facing right now um, within the business side of things. And what do you feel like you're doing to overcome that challenge? Mm. Um, I think, especially in our area, uh, mm-hmm. we, the, the demographic that we have in, in this particular County is, is primarily, um, elderly people. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, right now, making sure that that they feel comfortable coming to the gym right now right Mm -hmm. like I don't know I don't know how like everyone else is or or what other gyms are seeing but I'm starting to see like kind of a shift away from um the new year's resolution kind of It, Mm -hmm. it, it for us it almost happens later in the year whenever sicknesses kind of start going away you start seeing a lot more people come out more in like March and, and April more than like January and February. Um, and so right now is, uh, you know, letting people know and, 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 and letting them see um, that, that the gym is a safe place you can go to. And then that uh, we have plenty of cleaning supplies and, and, and uh, the, the gym members are responsible and they take care of, of things and, and that kind of thing. So uh, it's, it's, I guess for us in our area is, um, the largest demographic being being elderly is making sure that they feel safe and and they want to join up with the gym and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely just like a tricky challenge that it's kind of hard to overcome that right now because yeah. of the world that we're in. As long as, you know, you're providing a clean space, you're advertising that clean space, 
people can walk in and they can see that it actually is clean. I mean, I feel like that's all you can really do other than like changing the hours of your gym to have a specific hour for like mm -hmm. the senior population. And that's difficult to do when you are a 20% gym because that taps yes. into an hour of the day that, you know, maybe a firefighter or somebody in the community that's shift working would want to work out. And so that, yes. that poses a challenge as well. So I think for that challenge of, you know, getting that elderly population into the gym, there's really not too much that we can do there. Um, but you know, moving on, you know, if I could hand you a magic wand, Jacob, and I was like, all right, all your dreams for this business have come true. Um, you've achieved everything. What would that picture look like for you? Oh, um, well, if, if I could, if I could have my magic wand. I would definitely uh, be able to bring in more staff. I think having more staff would be a huge, a huge help for us. Like right now, like I said, we're, we're a family business and we've done everything on our own to this point. Like it's been, it's been just us. And so um, magic wand, I would have, I would have uh, all my trainers in line. I would have, I would have staff that would, would, I could have specialized in certain areas, right? Like, like, client managers and 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 people that uh took care of uh, new memberships and 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 the classroom and all those things things that i could actually start delegating out versus you know literally us taking care of everything at this point so you know jacob what has to happen within the business for all of that to be a reality for you uh i think it kind of circles back to um marketing better for the gym and, and getting ourselves to that, um, six, seven, 800 member mark so mm -hmm. that you can start afford, like afford to start bringing in, um, people that can, that can work in, in different hours and that kind of thing. Absolutely. And I think that all of that is, is, is really possible. You kind of hit the, the nail with the hammer there. I think that realistically, like all of this can become possible if you really dive into that marketing side of things and yes. pour more time over there. Um, because everything else is going to happen when you do that. Um, so I'm glad that you see that that's such a vital part of business and you and I both went to school for something business related, right? But they yes. its own animal. Um it really is. industry. Nobody teaches you how to run a gym in college. No. No. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely kind of it's crazy. It's kind of crazy. But um last question for you. What's a word of advice, Jacob, that somebody gave you in the very beginning when you first opened unlimited fitness that resonated with you as a business owner now oh man that's a good question hmm I, there there's a lot um a lot that people told me i guess one thing that kind of got told to me in the very beginning this not really in the beginning but uh probably about a year into it um i got i got some advice i'm I'm the kind of guy I really like. I like making friends. I like making people happy. All right. That's, that's just part of my personality. Um, I, when we started our gym, we, our rates were incredibly low. They were very low. And, and we did a lot of things to kind of, kind of cater. And we revamped our, um, our contract and 
my lawyer was talking to me about everything and he's like, listen, he's like, you're, you're a really great guy and, 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 and all these things. Uh, but this is a business. Okay. You're going to have to, to look at this as a business. You can have your friends and all this stuff, but you're going to have to start running it like a business to be profitable. Right. And so for someone to kind of like set me down and say, you know, it's, it's really nice that you're trying to do all this stuff and make all this affordable. But at one point, the, the gym's going to have to go on. The gym's going to have to be a gym and it's going to have to be a business. And you're going to have to set those things aside and and try to grow this business, right? Because you've got the base, you've got the people that believe in you and, and, and all that, but you're going to have to make this a business, right? And so that I, I guess it's odd because I, I have that management background, right? Like I, I have that degree in management. I love fitness and I, I liked helping people. Um, but at some point it had to be a business, you know, yeah. and it was important for someone to set me down and kind of tell me that. Yeah. I think that it's hard in this industry because in the fitness industry, we have like this outlook, like people don't always treat a gym like a business. They mm -hmm. think that, hey, you know, Jacob runs this gym down here. He's my bro. Like, I can do this or I can do that. Because, yes. like, we went to high school together and, like, he doesn't care. It's just a gym. People don't realize that this no. is actual, like, real business that we, you know, we're running here. And so that's a great word of advice. Like, never forget that what you're doing is a business. Ultimately, treat it like a business. Um, in all aspects, and it will be a business. You will be profitable down the road. You will make revenue from this. Um, so I appreciate you sharing. That. You guys have a Facebook page and Instagram page anywhere that our listener can go to find you. We do have a Facebook page, uh, and we have a website. It's unlimitedfitnessllc.com. Uh, but yeah, we don't have we don't have a Twitter. We don't really have an Instagram. But Facebook is probably one of the best ways to get get in awesome. touch with us or anything like that. Cool. Thank you for being here, Jacob. And for our listeners, thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Mike Krajewski from MK Fitness down in Nashville, Tennessee. Did I get it right? You got it right, my man. Don't I always worry. get nervous, man. I don't know why. I can start it's to sweat. It's amazing. <laughs> like, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. My last name is like not that hard, but it always gets screwed up. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, man. So MK Fitness Nashville, you just gave me the backstory, which is pretty awesome, man. Kind of whole past 10 years of your life, really. But um, before we dive into that, man, MK Fitness, Nashville, Tennessee. Mike, what are you ultimately here trying to build with your business? Essentially, what we're trying to do in, in Nashville is 
a high-end personal training experience. We want clean, comfortable, safe environment that's going to give the highest quality of personal training that we can possibly deliver. Nice. I love it, man. Yeah. And I can see the background. It looks, it looks super clean, super high-end, nice, nice bright space, which, which I love. And uh, so that's the overall end game, overall why of the business, you know, what made you start this thing and what made you start it when you did back uh, you know, a few years back? Do you want me to start from the beginning? Go ahead. Yeah. Let it rip. Yeah, let it rip. So, um, I was actually, well, I went to university with the intent of going to law school and uh, okay. I, start, I walked on at the football program and I realized real quickly that I wanted to go to law school to make a lot of money and impress my parents. And that's not the reason to choose a career that you're going to be doing for the next few years. Right. And uh, so when I was playing football, I fell in love with my strength coach. He just inspired me. It was like, yeah. I was like, that's what I want to do for a living. Cause I, it, right. it's cliche as it is. I, I asked myself, well, if, if, you know, what would I do if I was a you know billionaire, done all my partying, done all my traveling, what am I going to do with my time? I was like, I, at the time I was like, I want to help athletes get better. And so yeah. that's what, I, that's what I started really focusing on. So I, I looked up the top strength coaches and personal trainers in the United States or in the world. And they all had a, there's a fair, fairly common denominator between them all. And it was, they all had their certification to the NSCA or the C, their right. CSCS. And so I started looking into how to get that because I was a sociology major. So I sure, didn't sure. have that inherent background, you know, that right. kinesiology yeah. background. And so basically they send you a book, you know, this thick and they wish you oh, luck. Yeah. And so I gave myself 11 months to just really wow. learn it. You know, I, so yeah. I, I wrote, I took an exam 11 months. I, I booked an exam 11 months away and I just started studying yeah. my ass off. Yeah. And yeah. Every day in the coffee shop, you know, headphones nice. on, just focus. Yeah, and nice. And honestly, getting a degree was great. You know, it was expensive, but uh, but uh, getting the CSCS, like I, I, I cried, man. It was he was the most proud I've awesome. ever been. Like, it was a really cool experience. And uh, awesome. from there, I just I just started. Uh, so I started a personal training studio back home in Canada, where I'm from, it, uh, about an hour from Toronto, Kitchener, Ontario. Uh, okay. Shout out to Personal Edge Training, a great facility. And uh, and then I got the opportunity to move down to the States and work with my cousin. I, he played hockey down for, uh, for the National Predators for, at the time, it was about six years and maybe seven years. And I said, give me a shot. So it was the off season yeah. of July 2012, or it was, it was July 2012 and, he, and it was wow. the off season. And so I moved down and he, you know, I, I ran him through the, the gauntlet for the summer yeah. and i ended up picking up a few of his teammates and it was just everything was clicking and then awesome. the nhl went on strike and right. so so a lot of guys went overseas to play and stay fresh until for when the nhl booted back right. up right. and uh so he picked he picked denmark which worked in my favor because they you know his wife had just had a baby she wasn't traveling right. Right. he asked if he could bring his trainer and they said perfect and so they brought me and right. i was now a year into being a trainer and i'm a training pro pro Danish hockey team. <laughs> amazing, yeah, amazing. But I mean, you know what? You know, uh, just jump right in, man. If you're going to get wet, go yeah. swimming. And like, I knew I knew my shit. And so, right, right. you know, yeah, it was a little intimidating. But once I got there, I realized that we're all, we're all the same, man. Like, they're all yeah. just, they're athletes just trying to get better. And I know my stuff. And so I put them through the ringer for a month and uh, moved home to Canada and just started applying all over the U.S. And so, because that's, I, I figured if I was going to work in athletics at the time, yeah. I was like, the U.S. is where it is. They just, they have more right. resources to pour into it. And so um, after about eight months of applying, probably 40 to 50 interviews, not exaggerating, um, I, I got, I got a gig, I got a company in Franklin, Tennessee, was willing to take a shot and sponsor my work visa. And yeah. so yeah. 
they brought me down, um, did a three-year stint with them. It was great, but kind of that same thing that we talked about before the podcast yeah. is like, I started seeing some things that like, you know what, if I, like, and, and the funny thing is at the start, I never thought I wanted the, the responsibility or like the pressure of owning my own space. I battle, I battled my whole career. I'm sure they could, you have at times time with yeah. imposter syndrome, you know, you know, so like I never, I never thought I could do it. And then I started seeing that it could be done and I could manage things in a little different way for, you know, yeah. a little bit yeah. more cohesiveness. And one thing led to another. I, so after that, that three-year work visa, sorry. Um, after that three-year work visa, I ended up meeting my wife. And so I got, I became like legally down here in green card and all yeah, that fun stuff. Yeah. And uh, so from there I started, you know, just training clients out of my, out of my, out of my trunk of my car, to be honest, I had a yeah, Saturn yeah. eye on an old piece of shit. I love it. I love it, 2001, I my dad let me take down to Nashville and I, uh, I just had kettlebells. I had the power block dumbbells, which are brilliant yeah. from that uh, PRX, yeah. all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I was doing that and just saving money. And then yeah. I built out my first space and uh, as we were talking about earlier, the first space, unfortunately, after a year, um, in March 2020, the tornado in Nashville took yeah. care of that, blew it away, <laughs> which was it's crazy. a shock. Yeah. A shock. Yeah, but I um, if I can, I've got to throw in a huge thank you to Title Boxing sure. in, in East Nashville. Um, my boy Tyler hooked me up with a spot to train my clients for a couple months in the interim. He oh. didn't even hesitate the day the tornado happened. He yeah. reached out to me. He's like, if you need a spot, I got you. And it was just like, I was overwhelmed with love. And uh, yeah, so I worked out there for a couple months with my clients and then was lucky enough to find the space that you're seeing now. And it's yeah. been great. And I've been here since September, 2020. So things love are, it, man. The lights are still on. So <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. Right? It's a good thing. And yeah, it's uh yeah. Appreciate you sharing that story, man. Definitely a unique story. Not the typical, not the typical, you know, story coming from another country and work with highest level athlete traveling overseas, coming back freaking hurricane uh, tornado takes her gym yeah. uh yeah has some, yeah nashville's had some crazy stuff in the last few years you have the tornado hit that bomb right christmas eve or christmas day remember yeah. that, that last oh yeah season? i remember that <laughs> i'm sure yet. yeah yeah <laughs> COVID, obviously uh and uh yeah interesting stuff so uh but no man i love it makes us better makes us stronger i think makes us gain all this experience uh as a business owner which is hard enough already but uh layering all these things on top of it it's it's uh, good stuff to learn from so but that being said, man, so we know your model, Mike, is high-end personal training. Are there any other services that you do there at MK Fitness? So we do offer some small group stuff, but at the moment, yeah. um, at the moment, the space is a little limited. We got about a thousand square feet. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I hired a guy, my first trainer, actually, uh, in yeah. December, which has been going great. His name's Cody nice. Alexander. He's fantastic. And basically, like, the way I've, like, kind of broken down the space and, like, like in my head, it, it kind of need like... 400 to 500 square feet per trainer per, per session, right? Yeah. It's kind of how I like view it in my Pretty space. Because yeah. I've, I've done two-on-ones in here with him. And it gets, like, if he's not used to the way I'm, that, that session is running, it can get a little cluttery. And again, yeah. back to the first thing I said is I want a high-end experience for the clients. I don't want yeah, them to sure. be like, toes are, toes are getting stepped on. Um, so I do some two-on-ones, the a couple three-on-ones, but, uh, but, the future will, you know, is like my next plan is the, is the more of the bigger group fitness stuff that we can yeah. pepper in bigger classes. Cause that's my, I, that's my bread. I love that stuff too. As much as sure, I love personal training, that's the shit I, I, I live for. I love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the high end PT is awesome. Great. Obviously you're in a good part to do that. A good area to do that. Um, yeah. Then when you can add that, the smaller groups are like the larger groups, obviously upsell, downsell people. It gives us more, I think, options to play with, you know, yeah. um, from a revenue standpoint, you know, 
And I know you're focused here on like the experience of the client is like your main focus. So let's first talk about how you've gone, gone about like, getting clients in the door, uh, growing your PT business from like uh, just a client perspective, basically your marketing strategy and plan. So to, to be honest, man, like, like I said, I was a sociology major, so I, I'm self-taught with a lot of stuff, but I, I have been a bit of a sponge my whole, you know, adult yeah, life. Yeah. it's funny, you know, you get out of university where you're told to read A, B, and C, and you get, you get into the real world and you're like, oh shit, I want to learn about this. And you just go, you start to, you start to, yeah. and, and then you buy in and you start to read, right. reading for more and more. So I've become, I've become like a book junkie. I love, I love Great. reading and I don't get me wrong. I read a lot, read a lot for leisure, like a lot of no, novels and yeah. stuff, but I do, try, I do pepper in tons of sure. business development stuff. And, um, what are you reading right now, man? So I'm reading a book called American Dirt. Um, it's actually a novel. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a novel. Um, I forget the author's name, but it's unbelievable. I, it's yeah. it's kind of this crazy story about this uh, this these Mexican refugees who are trying to make their way to America. It's, yeah, it's that's tragic cool. and beautiful. And yeah, it's. I'm it's, gonna check it out. Yeah, I like to read a lot too. So I just read. Uh, I just finished this one this weekend. It's Company of One. You see that? It's pretty good. Yep. You probably liked it a lot, man. It's it's a it's a business book, but it's just a. Uh, different look at like uh companies like ours right like uh we're not huge we don't have 100 employees we don't have all these mm -hmm. 10 million a year in revenue uh, oh maybe we could who knows but a yeah. <laughs> really cool approach to that but uh yeah, well, yeah sorry, i appreciate it I just jotted that down thanks for that yeah sorry to get, it's an easy read you could definitely read it in a weekend for sure but uh sure. yeah so, so, I, back, I, so back to your question sorry yeah, i can talk about books all day sorry go yeah, ahead i've done the same i'm tangential yeah. all the time so uh Anyway, so basically it started with, with Instagram, dude. Like it was 2012 yeah. when I moved down here on Instagram, I think came around in 2008. So like it was still yeah. pretty new. And Very I was just like, like it's, do you remember at the start of Instagram when hashtags were almost like a joke? You'd be like, hashtag, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. whatever yeah. it is, right? Well, I realized really quickly that like hashtags are fucking awesome. Like that, that's oh, yeah. how people search you. And so Great. what yeah. I started doing was you get 30 hashtags of post, max out those 30 hashtags because yeah. that's, because when people look up, they all have to type in is national trainer and my hashtag will come up every time you'll see my posts under national trainer. Wow. Obviously you'll see tons of others, but that's how you get your name out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, man. 80%, at least 80% of my clients have told, like, I always ask everybody how they, how they, okay. yeah. how they reach out. Um, 80% of my clients have found me on Instagram. It's serious. That's it's, awesome. It's, it's, really? It's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I've done a tar I've done targeted ads once or twice. Um, I don't yeah. think I did it right. Uh, I, okay. I launched an online program a couple years back, and yeah. I, I, it was like a real like Netflix model, eight bucks a month, just like set it, forget it. You get every month with you in your receipt, okay. PDF receipt. You get the pro the next phase of the program. Right. Um, right. Unfortunately, the targeted ad didn't work as 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 designed right. or as I was yeah. hoped it would as I hoped it would work. Um, so I didn't really get a lot of business from that. So I haven't really re-addressed that. I think with some like, you know, concentrated, in, uh, uh, social media help, I could probably sure. Sure. attack that in a better way. Right. Um, right. but I gave it a shot, but yeah, honestly, uh, word of mouth, as you know, is massive in our, in our field, oh, word yeah. of mouth, Google reviews and Instagram is like, is like how I've, I've really yeah. done the, yeah. like I've kept it busy for all these sure. years, you know? Yeah. And which is great, man. And like, uh, yeah, you hit basically all the heads that I would hit for sure. Like uh, word of mouth, social media, paid ads get, you know, there's definitely a skill to it and a, and a logarithm and it changes all the time, like yeah. by the week, right? At this point, it's getting crazy. Obviously, they work well, you know, if done correctly, obviously. Yeah. With, the, with the word of mouth, Mike, is there any way you've been able to like, 
like systematize, systematize that or incentivize that for your clients to bring them in, like to get a t-shirt or a free month, you know what I'm saying? Or something like this to like, to make I more offer, referral. I offer a spot bonus if, so if yeah. like, yeah. So if, if I, if a client rec, if, if, if a client comes to me through another client, like through yeah. one of my current clients and they sign up, if they sign up for once, once a week, they get 150 bucks twice a week, you know, and then, it, and then it, it, I give them a little bit more of a cash bonus for each, for yeah. each. So that's, yeah. that's my, that's my kind of thing. But again, that's not, that's not, I, I need to get, you know, get, get that shit going more consistently, you know, sure, it's, yeah. like, it's like kind of encouraging that and pushing that, but like full disclosure without like, I hope I'm not sound like a douche here, but like I've been, that's why I had to hire someone. Like I've been, I've been in yeah. capacity for the past like couple of years, which is a great problem to have. I'm like, yeah, great, amazing problem. And I was just going to ask you, that's my, I literally wrote it down as we were talking, like, what is capacity for you? And that, so we're there now, right? So we're at capacity from what you can do. So you hire another coach to, uh, did you hire them? Did you go 1099 or W2 for the 1099. new? We're, do, we're doing 1099 right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that works. That works. Um, pros, and, pros and cons either way, you know, pros and cons either way. And this in, in, in our industry, it's a, it's a big thing. I've seen it. Yeah. I see it both ways for sure. Yeah. Um, and with him, actually, the reason I, I mean, I, we were kind of like both on the same page for 1099 is, yeah. is when I hired him on, like I couldn't guarantee because like I was full. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I couldn't guarantee him to come on and have a full workload. Right. right. And so yeah. what, he had another job at the time. So I encouraged him, you know, well, let's yeah. kind of, dip, you know, double dip for now until I can get right. you full and then we'll get rocking and, yeah, and sure. bring you over full time. Right. Yeah. I think that's a perfect start. Yeah. Kind of do like a little probationary period for lack of better yeah, words. If you will. Yeah, exactly. Make sure yeah. it's a fit for everybody. Yeah. Cause I obviously bring it on W2 for us. And from an ownership side, it gets can get a little expensive, and there's a lot of other work behind that. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's definitely the right approach for sure. I did the exact same thing, so I think it's the right approach for sure, man. Now, so you're at capacity, you're helping your other coach build up. Now, what does just like a day in the life for you, Mike, look like normally? I know we're doing a podcast right now, but like a normal Monday or Tuesday during the week, uh, what's that kind of look like for you? Tuesdays, Tuesdays actually my most hectic day, but. Uh... I'm, I'm, I'm a, all right, I'll give it to you. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm a religious napper. I take a nap every day. I believe in a nap every you day. Have to, man. Um, so my day, I, I usually have a five to five 45. I yeah. just, it's a specific client. I don't do a lot of 45 minutes, but I, okay. this, this client, we have a 45 minute session. Sure, sure. I have a five to five 45. Um, I actually have two clients that I still travel to um, just because oh, okay. they have a built out home gym and uh, they've been yeah. around for a lot of years. And so I still yeah. travel them. So I go, I zip over to their place, train them, come back here. So that's six fifteen to seven fifteen. back here for usually a seven 30, yeah. is when I take my first break. I go grab, I, you know, make breakfast, yeah. take yeah. a 30, 45 minute nap, recharge for a minute. And then I come back for usually a 12, one and a two. Right. And then on Tuesdays, I have, I get hit with the 4 p.m., 5 p.m. as well. So that's that's normally my, my days are pretty awesome, to be honest. I'll, I'll do yeah. like a, a three or four block in the morning and a three or four block in the early afternoon, you know, lunchtime through 2.33. Yeah. But Tuesdays, Tuesdays I, I've got a couple right. of folks that, okay. I, that, okay. that I stick with that are they're my homies yeah. that I, you know, train at the, in the evening. Of course. Of course. So some evenings you, 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 could, you could go home early if you want. You have a little flexibility there in yeah. your evening. On uh, Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm up at 4.30 every day. So, like, I try to be home by, like, 5, at the, you know what I mean? But right. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, that's definitely helpful. I mean, uh, do you ever experience from, like, the mental side of things, any burnout or any kind of just – I just think because I, I know something we don't talk about a lot. You know, I read this thing the other day, like, about workplace health. 
I never thought burnout was like a mental, uh, we'll say illness. I don't know how to exactly put out, put it, but I definitely know I experienced burnout uh, coaching 10 classes a day for a decade. I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm dead dying here. Ever experienced any, you ever go through that stretch? I'm sure it happens yeah. now and then. So I, I've been very lucky. And that's something my wife yep. and I have talked about a lot. Like I, like I, I have had, like it, it kind of like, again, it sounds cliche, but I like, I genuinely like love this. That's like awesome. this, this is lucky, but yeah. to touch on what you, what you're, you're talking about. Yeah. Looking back on my career, I didn't, I didn't recognize that that's yeah. what it was, but it was fucking yeah. burnout, man. Like yeah, it sure. was, it's because I was, I was pushing it so hard and I would turn down yeah. nobody. Right. And right. so like, I would right. take everyone on as a client and yeah. there's going to be times where you have shitty clients, man. And like, yep. and, and like right now I'm like later in my career, I'm pretty damn lucky. Like I have a lot of good people that I'm yeah. around yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so like, I get up, I get up for it. I get psyched for it. Right. And I think the burnout early on in the career, when you're taking on all these clients, yeah. Huh. because you're willing to take on anybody you get you get some pricks and you get some people who, yeah. or maybe not even assholes you just get people that don't vibe with you and right. and and that's where i felt like the mental burnout because like sure. you couldn't tell i'm a chatty cat like i'll talk your ear off right so <laughs> you, you need it you need it for this job man it oh, comes with it i yeah. think it's more important than almost like the anatomy of it it's like you know you gotta you gotta be able to build relationships communicate uh you know with all Your types of communication is so important in this industry, man. Everything, right? I, I wish they taught that more in like some of these PT courses, you know, like yep. uh, in certifications. But yeah, man, I never, that's, you're right. I think it's, uh, if you have people you love working with, you know, I think that definitely has a huge uh, impact on just overall happiness of what we do. You know, it's everything. If you look, if you look forward to training them, I think it's great. If you're like, yeah. oh, this sucks. Obviously, you're going to get burned out much, much quicker, right? For sure. My, my buddy told me, my one trainer friend told me that his client gave it, told him this once. He's like, he's like, I want the kind of trainer that if I show up one day and don't feel like training, we can just grab a beer instead. Like that's, exactly, yeah. and, and that's what I, the, exactly. I, I, yeah. I try to, you know, actualize with my clients, you know? The, yeah, for sure. Everybody's going, everybody's going through shit and like, you know, like tough days and uh, yeah. Body hurts, and as we're getting older, you feel some days you feel beat the hell. I'm like, I can't work out today at all. Like, or like at least not how I normally do. But yeah, it's cool to uh, be flexible with our clients, man. So like, I think that comes to our next point perfectly. Like retention of clients. Obviously, we get them in a on a high end personal training, high end boutique here. Um, I think that helps with retention. We're not dealing with clients that like have trouble affording this. It's a it's a thing they can afford, right? It's a service they want to pay for. So that should help with retention. Just what are some best practices, Mike, to use for, to keep your clients happy and keep them coming back and engaged with you and your business? Um, well, I'll, I'll regurgitate some things that have been told to me over the years because I've done some things over the years that I'm sure you have in your career. Is, yeah, you know, yeah. Checking in with clients. So I'm like, hey, what if you, like, n with no judgment here, like, what would you critique about or what would you, like, want to uh, compliment about my business, yeah. about your right. training experience with me? And a couple of things have stuck out. So one, I've always had, I'm doing this on my MacBook right now and yeah. I'm sitting on my little, you know, bar fridge in my gym and, uh, I do hundred percent of my client sessions via my MacBook. So, so all it, every, every client has their own like folder and Excel sheet that has their program on it. And it's such a little thing that I've always done since day one, like literally right. first ever job I brought, like I had the clipboards, right. And, and yeah. binders. Oh, and yeah. then I was a, if I brought the wrong binder to a session, my head would explode and I'd be like, right, right. you know, like it's, right. my improv skills suck back then. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, since I started doing the computer, a lot of people say it just feels like 
it feels like I care, you know, like it feels like I'm logging every single thing that they're doing. And I, and I, and I'm, and, and I'm tracking it. Right. Cause yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy it, for me. And I'm not judging anybody to each their own, their own process, but I've had a couple, like quite a few clients over the years that have said like, yeah, my last trainer kind of just like, it felt like we'd show up and yeah, let's do this. And then let's do this. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of like, you're, you're just making them exercise. And I, yeah. I'm just a, strong believer of periodized programming and like that you know you've got yeah. to, you know it comes in waves and you're gonna this is how you improve you know for sure for sure yeah i agree fully man uh you can hear me right mike i can hear you frozen but i can hear you fine yeah good a little frozen but all good yeah no i agree man like you said that word conviction there is everything and just tracking i think uh it adds a layer of like professionalism that like you said a lot of trainers in this in this field uh don't do and just be honest they, they, they don't they don't do it and it puts us kind of head and head and shoulders above and it just shows value, I think, to our clients, which is going to help, you know, with, with, uh, you know, keeping them around, keeping retention high. Now, I know we're at PT mostly high end. Do you ever do any kind of gatherings or events uh, with your clients outside of the gym at all? Is that where so, does that happen? I've done. I, I, <laughs> it's funny. I did a one-year anniversary. Was the so after I got my first gym, that that right. first one that got blown away. I did a one-year anniversary at, in January of 2020, and I was yeah. like. This was awesome because like yeah. brought everyone in and like I right. like Quincy we have there's a bar right next door we went to the bar we all had a good time drinks yeah. and uh, and then obviously the tornado happened and then COVID happened and to be honest I haven't really touched on that again and so that yeah. that just you know gave me a little kick in the ass like maybe I should get that going again because there's awesome. like a lot of my clients like believe it or not man like yeah <laughs> I'd say I have two clients I think I I literally have two clients that are over forty years old. Everyone, really sub 40. It is, it is a very young, that's interesting. Yeah. It is yeah. a very young, like financially secure city for like, the that's really cool. it blows me away. I don't know how, I don't know how these kids can afford like, but yeah, you know, man, that's why it makes this, this job fun. Right. We're dealing yeah. with people like in our age group, most likely that are close at least. Yeah. And uh, so that's like your, your avatar. You're pretty much your ideal client is that mostly under 40 working professional that's i wouldn't say ideal but that's that, that's what the trend is. yeah that's yeah, what, yeah that's what the trend that's is what's coming yeah yeah, yeah. And w the one thing i think about it man honestly and i don't know because i've only kind of experienced it here but what i'm hoping is the trend not that nashville's just this bougie rich city because it's, it's yeah. not but like what I, what I hope is it's the the trend is the younger generations taking this shit more seriously i know? hope so yeah i hope so like, yeah. Like, you know we can we don't have to have osteoporosis when we're 45 or 50 right we shouldn't like, no man we shouldn't yeah we should yeah and that's why i think what we get to do is like really can change change society in the best ways is you know making people more aware of like what real fitness is what real food is what real health is you know like uh and maybe a lot of the diseases like our parents grandparents have we don't have to go yeah. through no i don't yeah. know uh, if you look at numbers it doesn't seem to be going that way but like I think we can have a big impact on that as a firm society um, to go to a whole totally another direction. I miss this. I just want to come, I just want to hit this with you. Like coming up with pricing and structure of how we bill people. There's a thousand ways to do it. how did you come up with your, your prices and you don't have to tell us if you don't want the prices and how did you like come up with your structure of billing and kind of why to those. Like, like the, like billing in terms of like packaging or just like, yeah, do you do, a, yeah, do, you do a packages? Do you do it by weekly, monthly? How do you work that part of it? So I, um kind of used my first gym and back home in canada excuse yeah. me the first they, they kind of had a, a model that i really liked so okay. they they offered instead of offering big and does not no shade on anyone who does otherwise yeah. it just works for me 
So instead of doing big six month packages or like a year package where you get like 25% off the session rate, you know, well, that six month package has to be used within seven months usually or whatever. And then if you don't use it, you lose it. And so I didn't want to, so I've never been like a contract guy and who knows, maybe this, this is like trickle down from like my imposter syndrome early on yeah. in my career, to be honest, but I never wanted to be a contract guy. I wanted you, I wanted you to want to train with me. And if you didn't want to train with me, you're free to go, you know? Yeah. So what, yeah. what they did was they, they believed that, you know, for the average Joe, you're probably going to get the, the best results at three times a week or more. Right. 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 And what they did is they offer a price for session A, session B, or session one and two of the week is, is the set price. If you do yeah. session three, if you commit to three times a week, that price drops a bit. So that's yeah. kind of what I do. So my, uh, one of my, I actually, my business mentor friend uh, gave me this brilliant idea. It's, I think it worked really well. Um, so, okay, so we'll say, so I charge 110 a session, right? Yeah. So yeah. If, you, if you do one or two times a week, that session rate is 110. If you commit yeah. to a third session, third session so i tweaked it a bit so the third session now is only 65 bucks so i yeah. used to, i yeah. used to do if i if you at 110 if you commit yeah. to three times a week that session rate drops to 95 well that's yeah. 285 a week right yeah. well yeah. if you did 110 110 that's 220 plus 65 it's still 285 so it's the sure. same it's the same format but it just kind of like like you know like it sounds a little better it's only 65 bucks for that third session right let's hop oh, on do it yeah so that's a that's a little that's a little yeah, I like that. Yeah. For me in the past. Yeah, yeah. Nice little sales technique there. It's pretty good, man. And like, yeah, uh, yeah 65 at that point sounds like nothing really, right? And uh, like, yeah. you know, hey, you get three sessions a week. And obviously with that, you're going to get better results. And I think everything uh, kind of flows from there. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah. awesome, man. So we touched on this earlier, Mike, but let's wrap this up here, man. Like, what's next for MK Fitness the next 12 months? I know you alluded to maybe moving to a bigger space. Uh, what do you have there left in your lease from like a time commitment standpoint? Um, well, the lease is up, the lease is actually up. This we did a two year because the lease is up in July. Um, but okay. we're re, we're resigning. Like I'm gonna okay. do another year here. Okay. Um, and but my goal is so this is kind of the fun like fork in the road. Then it's it's funny that I just said fun because two months ago before I like started talking to my business mentor and like getting yeah. getting like ground because I like I said I'm self taught with a lot of stuff so half right. the. So half the time I'm like scared shitless to talk about this of stuff, course. you know, but, but lately it's been, it's been more of an exciting journey. So I'm, yeah, I'm good. About it. so nice. the fork of the road is, is two options. And it, it, I think this will obviously be like space dependent as well, right. but option one is open another similarly sized space. I'm thinking like this is a thousand square feet. I would really like like 15 to 1800 square feet yeah. if I'm going to do the two, two locations. Right. But I think, I think honestly, my goal is, bigger location is, is to yeah. have like kind of a multi-use sure. uh, small office to have possible possible RMT in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an office for myself would be nice. Um, right. Right. And, uh, and like, and like the bathroom shower experience, like to have like yeah. a nice, cause, cause again, that first space was that my mentors back home in Canada, they had such, they, they had like a beautiful like bathroom experience where like, right. you know, kind of like a spa, even though it wasn't big at all. It was, you sure. know, bathroom is only a couple hundred square feet, but it was like, it felt high end and, that, and that's, right. that's what I think would be cool as the, the next level. And I've got a couple ideas on playing with the fact that there are so many trainers out there who don't have a facility. Yeah. And so what I was thinking is what I kind of want to like play with the idea is having a facility big enough that, that, you know, possibly one section is dedicated MK right. fitness and another section right. is more of a shared, shared, right 
space yeah. where you know yeah. they can come in and they can rent it kind of like there's like 24 yeah. hour fitness places that like you know you get a key for trainers you know yeah. i'm sure you've heard of that everywhere right yeah. but yeah but, yeah but, but yeah so something along those lines i think would be really fun fun to play I like with. It, man yeah I like it so that's kind of the next evolution here the next uh, the next phase is yeah. there anything that yeah i love it man uh both good options i think it's obviously just you know we got to flip that coin and as you know, <laughs> basically, you, have right? you have at least another year, right? A year and some yeah. change, 13, yeah. 14 months. So like, yeah. that's cool. Is there anything uh, that does kind of keep you up at night regarding the business, any challenges uh, or concerns? I know you've been through hell in the last couple of years, three years, right? Of just craziness. So hopefully for a while we're smooth sailing. You were, you got about, you should have about 20 years of like smooth sailing ahead. If, <laughs> yeah, I know. If all the averages works out, but anything that keeps up at night or things to challenges. Like I know for me, it was like, you know, maybe had a weird a customer quit or left or had a weird interaction with somebody or uh, a, a challenging situation with an employee, something like that. I honestly, the, the thing, honestly, and this is going to like, I'm going to sound like an asshole here, but like my, my, where my bottleneck happens and where I, where my issue comes is, is like good, good finding a good quality trainer, man. Like I want to find someone that, cause like, I like, again, the, the, the asshole comment is cause like I've, I've got clients, man. Like, and right. I don't, like, as, as we've talked about earlier, like, you don't want to say no to anybody, right? You want to bring the people on yeah. that want to train with you because it feels awesome to fucking help yeah. people, you know? And exactly. so, and obviously it's good for a business, especially now that I've got someone working for me and I've got to yeah. provide him income as well. It's, right. that's really rewarding, but finding, yeah, it's finding people yeah. that, that you can trust, you know, like that's, that's the heart that you can trust that want to represent your brand well. Cause that's the, that's the thing, man. It's like, I can hire anybody off, off Craigslist sure. or whatever the hell, but like, I want them to represent the brand and buy in, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's always a hard thing, man. What do you, uh, Mike, what do you think, what are some qualities and traits you look for or, or are looking for uh, in that trainer coach to add to your team? Anything in particular? Um, well, I mean, a good certification, of course, someone that knows their shit. That's, I mean, that should be a given. I shouldn't even have to right. say that, but like, like, like this, someone that, that we talked about earlier that I can grab a beer with, you know, and that like, I want to want to kick it with and I can chat with and that, you know, cause I'm sure you've seen it a million times in your career. Like the, the there's, and this is, I'm not saying this, my guy's awesome. I fucking love the guy that I, the Cody that I, that I hired, but there's trainers out there that, that will, speak to you as if they're a kinesiology textbook and it's like damn dude like you're not getting it like this guy does not give a shit how to like anteriorly rotate you know what i mean like he he just wants the basics like tell him tell him how to move his body because you don't need to be given to teach in a kinesiology class in here for an average joke no, just wants no. right 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 i agree yeah i agree yeah. for someone's able to read the room you know i guess that would be a thing like read the room and read the vibe yeah. and, you know yeah i i agree and i think sometimes that takes a little time or experience obviously to get you know and uh but yeah it's cool if we can kind of mentor them along the way and kind of show them the ropes and i think that would even help them like stay with us longer i mean i, I know i had i had four coaches leave my gym and go up another crossfit pretty close so like i know i screwed up somewhere along the way there from a leadership standpoint or or who knows these things just happen to who the hell knows but they happen sometimes but yeah but, yeah. but you can it's, it's worth analyzing and pete du, yeah. you know pete dupuis yeah sure yep, yep. yeah for eric cressy's partner right. or whatever and uh he actually i was he just tweeted something I had, I had highlighted from a little while ago and it said that exact thing. It said, if you lose a trainer, look at the, you know, look at three or four things. And it's like, yeah, man, it's like, I could, I, you can at least look inward. Right. And like, self sure. you have to, yeah. And yeah. it's a good thing. And like, I was like, yeah, I probably, I definitely screwed up somewhere or probably many places back then, but yeah, it's good to look inward. And it's how we grow as owners and yeah. how we get this industry even better, man. So yeah, Mike, I think this was a awesome place to wrap this show up, man. And uh, thank you for coming on tonight, man. Where can the listeners check you out your social media? website anywhere else we can find it 
So it's MK Fitness underscore. So at the end of the MK Fitness is an underscore. Nice. Um, yeah, the original MK Fitness girl is. She's been hit. She's been hit up by probably a thousand trainers around the world. I bugged her like ten years ago for her Instagram. Yeah. I tried to buy it off her. She has oh, five yeah. posts basically, and they're of her dog. And it's like, please, I would love this. And then over the years, you see the other comments on her post. Hey, I would like to hit you up about your. That's amazing. Like, oh yeah, the amount of MK fitnesses that have like the variations that have hit her up. Mine's That's incredible. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go follow you and her just to. Yeah. <laughs> Bug her That's for really, me. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, uh, yeah man, it's a great. Man. Like, Sorry. Yeah. I will. No, no worries, man. No worries. Yeah. I'll give you a follow right after this for sure. And uh, hey, man, thank you so much. Wish you the best of luck and uh, whatever direction you guys take. But this is great. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate the chat. Have a good day, man. You got, you got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Nina Praylor from Fit Choice 24 7 out of Boston, Massachusetts. What's going on, Nina? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Alex. It's good to be here. Of course, of course. I'm excited to have you on. And, you know, I appreciate you giving some of your time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, but perfect. So let's not waste any time getting into the details here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own fitness facility? So I've, I've always been an athlete, always. Uh, it was in everything uh, throughout, throughout high school. Um, and I live in a town uh, where we have all these um, wonderful businesses that you can walk to, but we've never, ever had a gym in this town. Um, and so I'm connected with the community. I was all at community meetings and they always would say they wanted a gym in this town. Um, and so fast forward to my working life, I was working in a, a, a marketing company and I met my business partner who had owned gyms um, with her ex. And uh, really one day I just said, you know, he was a dummy. If you can open a business with him, you can open a business with me. And I thought that was the end of it. I really did. I thought that was the end of it. We might've had a drink or two when I said that. And then two weeks later, she came into my office and was like, let's go. And I was like, oh, we're going to lunch. She's like, no, we're going to look at buildings. And I was like, for what? She's like, for the gym. We should open it. You want to open a gym? Um, so it was always something I wanted to do. And then I got connected with somebody who was all fire and all action. And I kind of got dragged right along through it. So 
There you go. I love it. Just dove straight into it. Um, yeah. now, now, I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of Fit Choice 24-7 and the services that you guys offer. Absolutely. So Fit Choice 24-7 um, is a full service, 24-hour fitness facility. It's going to be the cleanest facility you have, you have ever been in. Um, there's nothing worse for us than a, a filthy gym. Um, so we offer um, state-of-the-art equipment. Um, much of our equipment is uh, basically uh, called functional fitness equipment. Okay. So a lot of uh, folks who are in um, op occupational health uh, would prefer their clients use uh, the equipment that we use. It's kind of on a pulley system in a lot of ways. So we try to make sure that people understand that there's a, a, a six week window where you, it takes you about six weeks to, to form this habit. So we spend a lot of time focused on functional fitness, um, the appropriate way to work out um, and just teaching people how to use a gym. Many people come into a gym and they just use the treadmills and then they go off, oh, the, the gym's not working. Um, and that's because we teach you know, muscle confusion um, and make sure that everybody understands how to work out. So here at you know, Fit Choice, we have the state-of-the-art equipment. We show you how to work out. We show you how to make this your own place. And it's 24 hours. So there's really no excuse um, for you not to be able to get in here and get your workout in. So that's what that's what we offer at Fit Choice. Um, and at this point, people tend to love it. Okay. Okay, great. So you're offering, you know, a 24-7 all-access facility. Um, oh, you're also doing a little bit of semi-private and private training for your members. That's awesome. Um, that leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? Currently, we have about 400. We're on the tick up, you know, on the uptick right now, a um, little over 400, um, which is lower than we're used to, um, you know, but we're just getting back uh, after a lot of the COVID closures that we had this past year, last two years, I guess. Yeah, yeah, COVID. I mean, to played a big damper on, on so many gym owners. And, and it sucks to say that, you know, the government didn't do too much to protect the fitness industry, right? It was a lot of, you know, stay home, take this medication, get this shot, wear the mask. Um, but, but no one really spoke on staying healthy, being active, going outdoors, going to the gym, um, you know, you know, doing cardio, keeping your lungs healthy. Um, right. So that was really wild to see for me during that time. And, and part of the reason why, we started doing this podcast, you know, seeing how over a third of fitness facilities went out of business from COVID. Um, so, so that was just an insane time, I think, for everybody. Yeah, it was it was tough. We were closed for uh, seven and a half months. Yeah. So it's like, how do you pay your rent? How do you, you know, keep things up? Um, we were lucky, though, because um, we're in a town where people love this gym. They really feel like it's their space. And so a lot of people just, you know, a lot of people moved out of town because, again, people found that flexibility and that working from home. Mm -hmm. um, but the people who stayed said, please keep billing us because we want you to be here when when this is all over. And so that's how we were able to continue to pay our rent. Uh, we paid rent and uh, insurance. Everything else didn't get paid. So water, heat, get like nothing, none of it was getting paid, but they, they also couldn't turn it off because it was COVID. So right, right. Um, we, we were lucky uh, that we have great um, members who really, they know who we are. Like we're small enough that they know who we are. Um, and so they were willing to help us uh, try to stay on our feet. So we're, we're grateful to be here still. 
Awesome. And, and so you're sitting at about 400 members right now. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? We need to hit the gas. We want new faces. Um, and we want we have people coming back, like people who used to be here. We lost almost half of our members during COVID. So they're coming back now. Uh, but we do need to hit the gas. We want to get up, you know, 550 would be a good number. Um, and that's where we're running on all cylinders at that point. So that's our hope to really push for more membership. Okay, okay, cool. And, and so since you are wanting to see some new faces, help more people, um, what are you kind of doing actively right now to aid that growth process? So I'm pretty tied into our community. Um, I'm, I'm in a lot of the community organizations. So um, really more of a, it's right now a grassroots kind of um, business to business conversation. Okay. Um, we offer like a friends and family discount for business owners and their um, and their employees. Um, this town also has an amazing um, farmers market, which actually starts this Saturday. So we do a lot with them to advertise um, both through the farmers market, and then you know I come from a marketing background. We do a lot of um, you know just like mailings and things, which don't tend to work for a lot of businesses, but something about gyms, um, people pick it up and look at it. They, they, they like the, um, the look of the people. Um, so we haven't delved a lot into the digital marketing yet. Um, but again, because I have a background in marketing, I have so many connects with marketing um, and digital marketing. Um, I just have to hit that button, get that started. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And community outreach and, you know, word of mouth is so huge for gyms, especially when you're building, you know, that core membership base, that core, um, you know, base of members that, that don't really ever leave. And it seemed like it did help you because during COVID, you had that core membership base that was at least able to, you know, keep the lights on and keep you guys going through that tough time. Um, you know, the, the only bad thing I would say about word of mouth, even community outreach, is that not only is it hard to track those numbers and hard to track where the members are coming from, um, but it is hard to, to make a game plan for growth based off that, correct? So although let's say for, for January, you were able to get 10, 15 new members in um, based off word of mouth, let's say, you know, a friend invited family members or something and so forth. It's hard to look at, you know, the, the coming months ahead at February, March, April, May, and make a game plan, um, you know, to be able to grow consistently with word of mouth. Um, what Were you able to track, you know, do you track where your members are coming from when they come in, when you have like a lead who's interested? Um, we, we very loose. It's very loose on the tracking. Um, again, cause I think one of the things that, um, we struggle with is as business owners, like we have to do everything. So yeah. you'll walk in here today, you'll see me, I might be cleaning the toilet. You just never know. Right. So it's, it's so many things that, you know, to keep track of and, you know, it's the two of us, um, hoping, you know, to, to keep things afloat. So sometimes it's hard to actually focus on that. Um, and then also having the cash on the other side to have somebody else do it for you is a challenge. So we go back and forth between having great metrics and we have no idea what is happening yeah. on that side. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I agree, you know, wearing all the hats sometimes is, you know, a, a blessing and a curse, but, but it's a skill within its own to be able to focus on the things 
for yourself as a business owner that really moved the needle forward for you and push things forward. Um, so that's awesome that you guys are, you know, you have a good system with your business partner to where you guys are able to break things up. Um, so ha have you ever tried any type of paid advertising or digital marketing, or is that just something that's kind of an idea in your head as of right now? We did something, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it was probably three and a half, four years ago. Okay. I know it was definitely before COVID. Okay. Um, because our our uh, the plan that was in place was to then replicate that and you know expand on it and then we didn't think it would be worthwhile given that we were going to be closed with, for what we thought was going to be three months um so we haven't looked back at that uh since coming back yeah yeah and did you guys run the ads yourself or is this something that you hired like a like an outside team to do for you um, so we had a resource that essentially was, I mean, they, pretty much she was free. Um, so the city in understanding that small businesses have those challenges and not, you know, aren't always able to have the funds to do all these things. They had a technical assistance program uh, where not only did we have someone who came in and helped us to create the website or update the website because the original website was me building a website. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she came in, helped us upgrade the website. Um, and then she actually was the person responsible for um, doing the digital marketing, which was great because it was the two of us. Like we got to talk. She, you know, wasn't necessarily into gyms, but we, it was kind of like a side-by-side -side, um, thing. So it was, it was nice to have a person that I could speak to. And because she built the website, she knew a little bit more about us and, and how to kind of position us in a way that would be helpful. And were you able to track the results with those, like, you know, your cost per lead or the amount of leads that you got per week from the ads that you ran? We got a few. Um, I think that happened. Uh, I want to say it was a, it was a th like three hits over four or five months. Um, so we did have, we did have some stats for it. I, I don't remember the cost per lead. I, def, I think it was under $3, but um, I'm not really sure what the number was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And digital marketing has, has really changed the game for gym owners and, you know, being able to create a system for them to, to bring in leads on a consistent basis and not having to, to go out there and do so many, you know, events, community outreach type things. Um, you know, it, it, it's crazy to see how, you know, with like a touch of a button these days, once you figure out pretty much your marketing angle, um, the type of customer you're looking for, how you're going to run your ad copy, um, you know, you could you could use the same ad for up to a year and a half, two years sometimes. And it's really just like, you know, a touch of a button turning it back on on and off in order to, you know, start getting leads generated. So, so it's pretty crazy to see how much it's changed over the years and how much fitness has changed. Um, and now, you know, we went from years ago to where, you know, community outreach word of mouth was the only way to where now, you know, Facebook ads and Instagram ads have, has completely, you know, shifted everything and brought the, the cost per lead down so much for gym owners. Um, do you have any other other ways that you guys find clients? Do you stick mostly to the you know community outreach, business to business outreach? 
No, we haven't. Again, it's one of those things where we have to find the opportunity to do it because we're, we're you know, we're doing everything else. Um, so between, you know, direct mail uh, campaigns that we did and then and our initial campaigns were direct mail campaigns because that's the world that we both came from. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we haven't focused on that so much at this point. Okay. Okay. Definitely. And I know you guys do a little bit of semi-private and private training, correct? Um, I'm assuming you have some trainers hired to you. Are these people that, um, you know, rent space like independent contractors, or do you have like a team, a couple trainers that, you know, are hired to, your, hired to you guys? So we had, um, we had more before um, the closure, but um, we had independent contractors. They generally like contract with us and then they pay for the people that they bring into the gym um, because we're we are 24 hours but we're a locked facility so the only people in the facility would be members so if you're going to bring somebody in we had a whole process uh, for that but right now we have one uh, personal trainer that actually is trying to open her own space um, and so, but she doesn't have the level of equipment that a full service gym would have. Right, so she's right. trying to work something out with us that way. And then my business partner um, actually is a trainer. So she does the, the smaller class that happens during the week. Is it within um, your goals or interests right now to hire, you know, more trainers at some point? Because, you know, that's, that's where the money's at, especially when you have this, you know, 24 seven all access facility. Um, the money's mostly in, in the personal training, the group training, the semi-private, being able to send clients from, you know, that base level membership into these higher paying levels of service. Um, but obviously that's difficult if you don't have, you know, uh, adequate staff, adequate trainers. Um, is it within your interest to eventually get to that point to where you're bringing more trainers in again um, and so forth? You know what? I, I, trainers is a is a tough one for us, right? We go back and forth. I feel like a um, couple of things. The trainers, uh, they there's there's tough. You have a tough time with trainers. At least we've had tough time with trainers because, you know, trainers can work anywhere. So the loyalty or the need to be at this one facility is not necessarily there. Right. So they're all over the place. Um, and, you know, the experience that we've had is that, you know, the clients, you know, they're upset because, you know, this got canceled or they got moved or whatever. And we don't have the ability to hire people. So we're like, these are independent contractors. you got to work with them on your own. So it's one more thing for us to manage from that perspective. Yeah. Um, I will say that during the closure, um, we did go on to Zoom and have our classes on there. But okay. what we find right now is we've set up the gym in such a way that we have all of the equipment that someone would need um, to do the workouts that they want to do. And we have people who are actually um, Zooming on their phones in the gym with personal trainers that are across the pond. Yeah. Right. So they, they've got somebody that they love and they're doing it. Uh, you know, they, they've transitioned from having to just have the gym or just have the trainer to using them both in tandem. So the trainers still have the ability to do their personal training um, and the clients can do it in their town and not have to travel uh, to meet up with a trainer or, you know, have somebody from out of the country, which we have a number of clients who have people, you know, 
people from Georgia who are trainers that they, you know, celebrity trainers or whatever, and they can actually do their, their workout with them. So mm-hmm. we're in the process of figuring out how that can work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we are in a place where we want to hire trainers. Um, it's just not what our model looks like, but some sort of uh, marriage between the two, I think would be a, a good next step for us. Have you guys ever thought of doing any type of virtual training? That's something that I've noticed a lot with, you know, more big box facilities um, is that not virtual training in the sense of, of getting, you know, hiring more trainers, but more so, like you said, you know, you, you have members in there that um, are doing virtual programs from their phone inside your gym. And, and that's great. Right. But, but there's money left on the table that could be for you as a business owner. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know some big box facilities that do virtual training in their facility and they have this whole, you know, type of program to where yes, the members train at the facility, but they have um, on their cell phone through an app. Um, they're able to get like a meal plan, their daily workouts and have all of that virtually for them on their phone so that they could work out on their own and still f- you know, feel like they're getting trained by somebody. Yeah, we have, we have um, thought about that. We've, we've put a couple of things in place. At one point we had, uh, I guess what's going to be, I think it's called like fitness on demand. Mm -hmm. Um, So they, people could come in and kind of do whatever it is they need to do. Um, Like we also have our, our treadmills have like the personal trainer built in there. Um, Coming from an environment of like, at first we were just like, we got to get past that third year, mm-hmm. past that fifth year. Um, then we did, we had COVID. Our strategies have literally from year to year had to change drastically um, just to stay open. Um, so we're in a place where we need to think about things a little bit differently and capitalize because we offer a lot of services for free. I think for a point that we were just like, we're so happy to be open, just come on in. Like we just, yeah. we, and which is, I think, you know, why we were able to retain so many of our clients because they're like, these people are great. They, you know, they get what they they're paying for here. So. Awesome. Awesome. Now a question that I do like to ask here, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on, you know, the past seven years that you've been a gym owner Um, but what was something that was easier than you thought when it came to starting your facility and what was the thing that was more difficult, more unexpected when it came to being a gym owner? Oh my goodness. So I, I don't know if I start from, if we, we, we had to gut this building to actually create a a creative space. So if I get past that, because that was really difficult, um, I think what came, I didn't realize would be so easy was to get people to walk through the door. I think part of our appeal um, is the, obviously the 24 hours, um, but there's something about the space uh, that my business partner, Crystal, she just has a way with um, design and space and colors. Um, People feel comfortable here. They feel I don't know what it is. Like they really do. They come in that we have adults who are focused on fitness. Like there's no distractions. There's no, it's not a disco in here. Um, You know, it's literally, you hear machine noise. Um, And so I think people like that. I was surprised at how easily it was. We did pre-sales and before we were even open and we had, I think over 150 people 
just from wow. the videos. Um, and that was just based on, I think, the pictures and the the view of what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was easier than I thought it would ever be. Um, I think what's what's hard and what's harder for me is figuring out which hat to wear on which day. Yeah, yeah. Because it all bubbles up to the surface at some point and everything right. is going great over here. And then the next day it's not great and something else is like... That part, I wasn't prepared um, as a business owner. I mean, I worked in corporate environment for 20 years. Like, I, it didn't happen that way in right. a, a business. So that's the part that I think we struggle with regularly. Right, right. I mean, working any job, you you have a role, right? And as a business owner, you probably have 20, 30 roles, you know, that you have to fill. Um, so so that's always a lot within its own. Is it is it within you know, your goals, obviously, I, I know that we're at a point to where we're trying to rebuild things back up, you, you need to get to that 550 mark before you could kind of focus on making other decisions. Um, but but would you want to be able to hire uh, more help for your facility, maybe things like, you know, front desk person, um, a sales associate, um, you know, maybe a manager for the gym? Is that something that you eventually want to get to? I think eventually we will need a manager. Um, so our setup is such that we don't really, there's not really a front desk, right? We have the ability for people, uh, the, the, we're 24 hours, but we're locked, right? So you don't get in unless you have a key card to get through the door. Um, so that front desk experience or, you know, doesn't really apply for our model. Um, a manager will be helpful at a point where we're talking about um, a second location, Right. right. Love to have somebody who could make sure that we are uh, duplicating um, processes and, and standard procedures from one facility to the next. And just somebody that we can rely on, uh, you know, when we're, I don't know, on vacation or whatever the case right. may be. Uh, we're lucky right now we have um, two employees because um, we're not staffed 24 hours, even though we are a 24 hour facility. Um our two employees have been with us over six years, both of them. So it's just like, we haven't gotten to a point where we are going to hire more people. Yeah. 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 And, and what's your sales process look like kind of your client journey, because obviously you don't have a front desk person. So what happens after you do get an interested lead? Let's say it is someone word of mouth, um, someone who heard about you from a friend. Um, what's your process from turning them into a interested lead into a paid member? So uh, essentially, we we try to tell people like you do have to tour the facility. There's something about the facility that gets people excited. Um, and maybe it's when they walk through. There's only three people in the in the space, right? Maybe uh, when they walk through. I know part of it is my ability to give a really great tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's we allow people to come in. Um, we do the tour. The functional fitness machines are a really big push for people. Yeah. Um, just because everybody, we tell everybody, everybody needs to be doing some sort of weight training, but there's a lot of people who are very intimidated by the big barbells. So those machines make it really easy for people to understand that not only can you do this weight training, but you can get that in. And that's really important for your, for your workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also allow people to try the gym out uh, three times before making a decision. Okay. That's something that people are super surprised by. Um, 
but it happens to be one of those things that just works. And once they do the first time, they come back and they say, okay, well, let's get this contract going. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of been our, I think our key has been allowing people to try it out before, uh, before having to commit to the contract. And and if, let's say if you could wave, you know, like a magic wand here, a magic business wand and have your business be in the exact position that you want it, the perfect business, um, what would that look like to you? Um, Oh my goodness. Perfect. Uh, I think, you know, obviously the member base would be uh, where we want it. The numbers would be great there. Um, Machines, you know, obviously machines, they break down. So obviously machines would be, uh, all in working condition. I think we would have the space next door. I've been kind of praying on that one. Like there's a there's a 1200 square foot space right next door to us. So okay. we would be able to knock down that wall and take over that space um, to have that additional, um, almost like class space. So my, my dream when I drew this up uh, was we had fit choice and then right next door was fit choice advantage. Okay. Both places you use a key card to get in, but you had the ability to either to have a gym membership, have the training membership, or have a combination of the two. Okay. Um, and Smart. so there'd be different doors. Um, but that that's where we wanted to take this. We want it to be um, both, uh, you know, one and or both uh, for, for people. So that's, if I had my, you know, if I had what I really wanted, that's where we would be because then we'd be able to take advantage of both parts of it um, and still have it be on site here with us. Right, and the the fit choice advantage is just really smart in general because you know you you never want to look at your members as like some type of cash cow, something to keep pulling money out of. Um, but but the fact of the matter is, twenty to thirty percent of your members not only have the money to pay for better service, but are willing and want the better service. So being able to offer things like private training, semi-private that you could ascend your clients to, not only does it make them more valuable to you in the form of being able to make more money, but it makes you more valuable to them. And, you know, it allows you to stand out compared to all these other big box gyms that may be around you that, you know, their, their main tactic is to price gouge, um, to, to give the lowest members to push as many people in as they could. Um, But yeah, definitely. What would you say is the biggest bottleneck you're facing right now from getting to that point of, you know, acquiring that space next door, um, you know, and so forth, getting that business the way the way you saw things originally? I think right now it's 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 money. I think it's, you know, it, like I said, we were so excited to get to a place where we actually were able to pay all the bills yeah. and have money left over. And then we just got like kicked in the gut um, and so got, you know pretty much a, a setback um, with COVID. So I think it's just getting back to a place where we have the funds uh, that we need. I mean, we, we've net, we opened this gym with cash. We didn't, okay. we didn't get loans. We weren't able to get loans. Um, although people right around us were getting loans, but we, you know, we also do a lot of things on the side. So we flipped a couple houses, got the cash out, um, took our savings and we opened this gym with the, with cash. So money makes a big difference for us. It does. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, having the money to be able to make the moves that we need, I think is, is really 
have been our biggest challenge because we really can do pretty much anything we put our minds to on this one. Cool. So, so we know what you want for your business now, right? We know you have a passion for helping people for your members. Um, but, but, but for you, what is it that you want from your business? What's that, you know, big picture for you that, what do you want it to give back to you at the end of the day? Um, I honestly, for me, I feel like this gym was just for legacy, right? I have two, I have two young boys. Um, and I just didn't see that working, uh, for another, a company, right. I worked for a company for 17 years and then got laid off. Right. Yeah. That is something that I could foresee and I saw happening around me. So we actually opened this gym while the two of us were both working for that company. Um, so that was, you know, we had two jobs at that time. So for me, it's just having that flexibility to be able to do what it is I need to do for my family, um, and then have something for them, um, to, you know, have as a legacy. My nephews have both come through here. They either worked for me at some point, um, or worked out, uh, here. They bring their friends here. They, you know, work out my, my brother-in-law who's had some physical challenges, you know, the family, it's a resource for my family and friends, uh, to use. And now my son who's 10, uh, is, clamoring for a job here so that he can you know work out so it's just you know he's gonna come in and soon be working here let him do the trash or whatever it is but you know it's just one of those things they're really proud like you know they they see other gyms and you know they know that mommy has a gym and I just want them to have something um you know when I'm done when I'm laying on a beach in Positano maybe <laughs> no I love it and, and you know, being your own boss, I think is something that's so attractive to so many people. And, uh, you know, having that sense of freedom, right? I, I think that's a goal of every business owners to eventually get to a point to where you're, you are free, you're able to, you know, take a week off, you're able to, you know, go on a vacation and not be so stressed that things um, aren't going to be moving smoothly without you there. Um, right. But awesome. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Nina. But before we do sign out of here, could you please give a shout out to your website, your social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym? Awesome. So we are Fit Choice 247. So there's some people out there uh, who've been looking for us. They go fit and choice. It's Fit Choice, one word, fitchoice247.com. Uh, that's our website. Uh, we are on Facebook, Fit Choice 247. You'll find us there. Um, and we are Fit Choice 24 7 Gym on IG. Um, look us up because we have lots of entertaining information out there. Um, and we're in Boston, Massachusetts. If you're ever in town, you should definitely come through. Yes, you guys. Nina Praylor from Fit Choice 24 7 out of Boston, Massachusetts. Make sure you guys check them out. And I absolutely appreciate your time, appreciate you joining today. Um, and the to the listeners, we appreciate you as well. Um, as for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. 
Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.